0: Amen. Well, again, good morning. And I'll say Merry Christmas. And in case I don't see you in the next 48 hours, Happy New Year to each and every one of you. I say that this year with a little bit more of a smile than I have over the last six years. Now, I say that tongue-in-cheek. Over this, this year will be the first time in seven years That for myself and most of those seven years, my wife, this will be the first time that on New Year's Eve we will not find ourselves in a church. And I say that because for the last six years we have spent the evening in a church. We have stayed up, well at least I have, all night long until the next morning on New Year's Day at about 8 a.m. And to add to that joy, I spent it with the average of about 50 to 70 high school and middle school students. Yes, you chuckle. Um, I thought about doing it again this year and inviting all of you to experience that. And then I realized I would be the only one here. And thought, not going to do it. For the past six years, we would gather at once in Fremont and then in Bowling Green, and we would invite the students to come and celebrate the new year with us. And we would have games and we would do activities and we would sing and have music. Well, we wouldn't really sing. I would sing to myself and that was about it. But it was all to ring in the new year. We would have the confetti when the ball dropped. We would have lots and lots and lots of food. More food than we knew what to do with. And there was plenty of soda or pop, depending on which part of the country you live. But it was, it was plentiful. But it was always a good time. When I had been told of our move to this area, I had realized that that meant that event was coming to a close. I kind of knew in the back of my mind that last year's New Year's Eve might, might, just might have been the last one. Now, if I was smiling an extra big that year, it was not because I was sad or happy, it was just I realized that God had worked through me for the past five years in Bowling Green and the one year before that in Fremont to invite students into his presence to gather and to celebrate the ending of one year and the beginning of something new. <laughs> You see, isn't it true? For all of us, there comes a point when an event in our lives comes to a close. Whether that's a career, whether that's a transition in our family, whatever it might be, something ends. And there's a bit of sadness, but there's also sometimes a bit of joy. There's that moment when we smile because we know that what we just experienced during that period... Was something good. Now there is truth to be told. That sometimes when things aren't going so well in our lives. And that period comes to a close. We might smile as well. Because we praise God that it's finally over. That whatever we were experiencing is done. And we can take that big sigh. That big deep breath. And say oh thank God it is finally done. Praise you Lord. But the truth is that even when we're in the midst of something chaotic in our lives, we hope for the ending. We pray that it will someday come to a close. And the truth is, whether things are going well or things are going bad, all things come to an end. The seasons of life change constantly. And the truth is, when something ends, something new always begins whatever that new might be. And we have the opportunity in that moment to then begin to look at what lies ahead. And I am reminded every year that at this point in our lives, when we change from 2018 to 2019, that it is the beginning of one year and the start of a something new. And that new year holds vast possibilities. That new year holds the uncertainty of what might be coming around the corner. And for some folks, that uncertainty creates anxiety. For some folks, that uncertainty of what this next year might hold for us causes us a little bit of stress. Because we are all creatures of habit. All of us, for the most part, would like nothing more than to be able to control what the next year has. And I have a sneaky suspicion there are a few A personalities in the room who would like nothing more than to plan out every day of 2019 exactly as it's supposed to happen. Now, I'm not saying that there is anyone in this room like that because I know none of you are like that, right? Although I see a few of you smiling rather big at the moment. So I suspect maybe this hit, hit a chord. But the truth is, we don't know. The truth is, we have no idea what tomorrow might bring. And, that, and that, that is okay. We read in our scriptures out of the book of Hebrews about Abraham's faith. Abraham had a great faith in going where God had called him to go. It says, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to set out for a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. He was to go forth. He had no idea what the journey ahead was going to unfold. He didn't know if it was going to be smooth and easy or if the road was going to be difficult and challenging. But yet, Abraham had something. Something that God wants each and every one of us to hold on to. And that is faith. Abraham demonstrated his faith over and over again in Scripture. Over and over again throughout his life. The importance of having faith. And how we journey ahead into the uncertain future. To the undiscovered country, if you will. Because we can have faith because of one uncertain thing. And that is, in the future, God is present just as much as God is here today. Just as much as God was in the past. Because one of the things we do at the close of every year, isn't it? Is we look back to the past year. We look back at what happened in 2018. Media outlets do it all the time. The year in review. They remind us of all the good things that happened They remind us of all those moments of sadness and struggle that the world faced. But if we look close to, if we pay attention a little bit hard, we can see how God in both of those situations showed up and worked. It isn't always perfect. It isn't always exactly as we laid out or hoped it would be for the year. But yet we can look with strength encouragement and see that God is present in all of that. One of the things that I think we get tempted to do from time to time is we get to forget to look to the future and say, well, if I had only done this, then tomorrow it would be so much better. That today I would not be struggling because if In the past, I had only focused on this. January is a beautiful month. Because it's a reminder for all of us that we all must lose weight now. Or that we all must read a little bit more and watch less TV. We maybe have to go for that extra walk. And by January 3rd, we've all resigned to the fact that we're going to do none of that. Because the New Year's resolutions, well, they are, they don't last. Now, for some of us, we're strong. For some of us, we last until the 10th of January. For a few of us, we're very special because we last to the 1st of February. And maybe there's some of us, we have a New Year's resolution and we hold strong throughout the whole year. I was thinking, just before service, that for those of us who are able to hold strong, I think what holds us up, what keeps us going, is our faith in God. I mean, ponder it for a moment. Maybe you've never set a New Year's resolution. Maybe you have. And maybe it's worked and maybe it hasn't. But I wonder, I just wonder, if your faith in yourself and your faith in God is the strength you need to carry forward. We see in Abraham, he went by faith. He journeyed by faith. And through his faith in God, God gave him a precious gift. A gift of a child. And that through that child, more children and more children As many as the stars of heaven and in the immeasurable grains of sand by the seashore shall come the descendants of Abraham. Shall come the Son of God, Jesus Christ, born for all of you, born for me. Paul wrote in the book of Romans, For while we were yet sinners, Jesus Christ died. God sent his son born into this world for you and me. A gift so precious to know that we are his and we are loved. That one day he shall go to a cross for you. That's God's love for you today. That's the Christmas gift that he gives to us. But it does require us to have faith. It does require us to stand strong into the uncertain future that lies ahead. Because, and we can do this because God has given us some gifts. You know, we just spent Advent, for those of you that were here, talking about these precious gifts that God gives to us. And we celebrate those gifts because we want to prepare ourselves for the arrival of His Son, born in a dark place. But born to give a mighty light into our lives. And it's those gifts of hope and of peace, And of love and of joy. Those four precious gifts that we receive each Sunday in Advent. Each moment we gather. But it's through those gifts that makes this year ahead possible. It is through those gifts that we can forge ahead with the hope that tomorrow will be better than today. And that the past that we carry with us. The baggage that we drag along will become lighter will become more manageable. Not because we become stronger and can carry it, but because our Lord will stand there with us and whisper into our hearts, give it to me, my child, for I shall carry it for you. I can carry the heavy burdens. So that you can walk with light shoulders. Too often we struggle. Too often we forget the messages that God gives to us in Scripture. We're all guilty of that. Even myself at times are guilty of that. But we must live in the here and now. We must live for the future. We must also and always remember the past. Because we we have to know it shapes us, but what shapes us the most is the gift that our son gives to us, the gift that our daughters give to us, the gift that our neighbors give to us, and that is the gift of the Holy Spirit working through them to speak to each and every one of us. Paul wrote to the church in Corinth his struggles. And he reminded them that through his struggles and their struggles, God will and always does show up. And I guess for me, it reminds me that I may not know what is coming. As much as I would like to forecast the future, to predict what shall happen next, I don't know. But I do know that he will be with me wherever I go that he will constantly be strengthening me up. He will always be teaching me so that I may grow in knowledge and wisdom. So that tomorrow I'll be better than today. And that when I do fall, when I do trip, when I feel covered in mud and dirt, and I look to him and I think, Lord, no, I'm not worthy. I know he will be smiling with his arms open and he'll say, my son, come into my arms because I love you so much. My prayer for myself and my prayer for each of you is that in this coming year, that when the calendar turns from 2018 to 2019, that for each and every one of us, that we are inspired That we are encouraged. That we are strengthened to grow in our relationship with our God. Because it's what He desires. For us to become closer to Him each and every day. And if you don't know how to do that. If you're uncertain of what to do next. I can tell you with certainty it's right here. It's found in these beautiful pages. And even if you can't understand the words... Even if you are lost when you open this book. There are brothers and sisters that sit next to you today. There are those who are in your life. Who can pray with you. Who can give you a great hug. And say you are not alone. We are family. We are all children of God. Amen.